0: Hello to all my guys, gals and non binary pals of audio podcast land and welcome to another episode of Red Harvest, a Deadlands Noir actual play podcast. I am your sheriff for this amazing game Mikey you can follow me on my personal social medias at pop culture geek you can also follow us collectively here at d and vibe tribe production make sure to give us a like and follow to stay up to date on on the actual play podcast we got as well as a few pop culture ones and we got a lot of future projects coming down the pipeline so I can't wait for those of course as always I am joined by my cast of players referred to as wild cards so yeah, so one of these little things has been splattered across the room. Another of them is just the f- the purple flame is finally going out. So the thing has been burnt to a crisp. But yeah, so you guys are still in the room with these two things. What would you like to do?
1: Uh, um, what the hell was that? hat? I don't know what it is, but we need to
2: leave. What? Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Analog, what
0: the fuck was that? Uh Oh, (laughs) hmm. So inside your head, Miles, you just hear. You rang.
2: What the fuck was that?
0: Hmm. Well, it seems to be. Two pairs of hands and two pairs of heads.
2: The most smug look in the little space of his apartment in his head.
0: (laughs) You asked Miles, you asked me what they were. I told you what they were. If you want to know more, you need to be you need to start asking more specific questions.
2: (sighs) Okay. how about this? What? was the thing we just destroyed in relations to the supernatural.
0: Hmm. Well, based on observations, I can't tell you those things are called walking heads. However, based on my knowledge, I'm a, I'm going a, I'm going to ask you a favor, but you're not going to like it.
2: You got to borrow my body again, don't you?
0: Not necessarily, but I need since I well, I mean, you can give me your body if you want, but it would be easier if I did all the talking and you just did all the movement portions for me. But uh, yeah, I'm going to need you to pick one of those things up. I need to see something about it.
2: You want me to touch it?
0: Listen, it's either you touch it and you remember it or I take control and I touch it for you, but it's still going to be gross either way.
2: Oh, God. Audibly, everyone hears. Oh, God, I got to touch it. Fuck, you're going to do what? See? You you know the Dave of Green in my head, right? The the pack, whatever we made. Uh Uh-huh. He says he'll tell us what's going on if I touch it. Uh. So does anyone else have a pocket knife on them?
3: Uh, let me check inventory. I do have a K-Bar. Can I borrow it real quick? I am and and hand to him a handle.
2: So I, I grab his K bar and I whip out my switchblade in an artistical way and kind of like stab it in its ears and go, okay, what am I looking at? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm, let's see. Uh,
2: Starts
0: rotating it like a it rotisserie. <laughs> oh Jesus! Alrighty, let's see. Oh, it is a walking head, huh? Stop right there.
2: Okay.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Hold your breath, Miles. I need you to bring it closer to your eye socket, please.
2: Oh God. <laughs> Just
0: I told you you weren't gonna like it.
2: Slowly brings it closer to his face.
0: I need you to look at it, Miles. Don't turn away, please. Oh, oh God.
3: <laughs> Since well, he can't hear what the like Daedra is telling ass. him, I just look and it's like, he's not telling you to lick it, is he?
2: No, it's... It smells like burnt ass. He kind of, like, tilts it and, like, lifts his shirt up.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. Okay, let's... Oh, okay. Huh. This is quite fascinating actually. Oh. Oh no. Well, I mean your definition you... of good may vary from people to people. Are
2: you gonna tell us or are you just gonna make noises?
0: I could make noises all you I could make noises all day if that's what you wish, Miles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, please just tell us what it is. Okay. so, as you
0: can see, it's a little faint, but as you can see on this, I mean, one, the hands are nicely clean, cut off, which is no surprise, given the fact that y'all are looking for a scalpel. But I think I have a better instinct of what is actually going on. So you see the faint red polyester thread kind of on this thing, stitching it up.
2: Is that what that is?
0: Or what's left of it anyways. Now, normally, these kinds of uh, polyester threads are usually used as surgical threads, per se. But now I'm going to do something, Miles, and I promise you this is this is not going to hurt a bit.
2: If I bite into this thing like a candied apple, I'm going to come into the apartment and beat your ass. Oh, oh, Mikey.
1: No, he knows. Oh. He's currently talking with someone off screen. Oh, okay. I was just like, he's talking.
0: Okay. Uh, where was I? Yes. Okay. So. Normally these polyester threads are clear, but as you can see, this is tinted red. And I'm going to... So as you could see on this red thread, and he's like, "Once again, Miles, I'm gonna do something that uh, it's gonna be interesting, but it's not gonna hurt a bit. I need you to close your eyes real quick."
2: Uh, please don't make me bite it. Please don't make Link me bite it. it. Please don't make me bite it.
0: All right. So I'm you close your eyes. <laughs> oh no. So as you close your as you close your eyes, you just hear from in the back of your head. You just hear, "Amas." and as you open your eyes you see so you can still see and your vision's still there but you can see that now everything has a hue of like a golden yellowish color so it's like you're it's like if you were to see if somebody put like a yellow filter over your eyes so everything's in yellow
2: and yellow tinted sunglasses look, so
3: to speak
0: yeah so to speak and as you take a look at this. um Well, what's left of this monster in your hand, you look at the red thread and it's still red, but you start to notice that swirling around it is like some sort of symbols. They look like alchemic symbols of some sort. Brotherhood. Sure, why not? As long as there's not a child named Nina somewhere.
2: Ruff or a dog Edward.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was creepy how both of you said it at the same time. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, you see these red alchemic symbols kind of floating around this polyester thread.
1: Also, nah. now the uh, weather is actually starting to turn out here. So if my Internet goes out.
0: It was nice knowing you.
1: Yep. It's fine. Living
2: in sticks.
3: <laughs> Alright. No, I live in the sticks. He lives in a decent place. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alrighty. So as you notice these uh alchemic symbols in your head, Miles, you hear antelope go. <laughs> So this is what I wanted you to see. So you see these symbols floating around? This is some this is an enchantment on this polyester thread. So that means that this thing has been imbued. And I know the symbols all too well. It seems that my brother Ulysses has his handprints all over this.
2: So I'm going to kind of push it against the wall and kind of pull the blades out, um, kind of like wipe the K-Bar clean and hand that back to Chris and go, this sucks. Clean off the switch, put it away. Uh, so apparently, this thread is uh, enchanted by uh, another Deva. yay oh so who was Ulysses again what what, what day of what it was he?
3: I just put my hand in my uh, my face in my palm I go that's the danger of wrath
2: Well this is his handiwork.
0: So, yep, this is definitely my brother's fingerprints all over it. This is going to be a fun time. He's a bit of a testy one, though, so we should probably be careful.
2: Oh, yeah, being the diva of breath, I wouldn't imagine he's
0: the testy one. Hmm. Well, at least we found the cause, but now we're interested Oh boy! It seems that he's up to his old tricks again with this one around. We need to find that scalpel ASAP.
2: What is the scalpel going to do for us?
0: Okay, so, um, so here's the thing. So, as you mentioned before, Ulysses is the Deva of Wrath, and he uh, he likes to poke the bear, so to speak, when it comes to you, mere mortals. Anytime you've had a, a, a anytime you got angry or venge vengeful. vengeful any emotion related to the umbrella of anger, that's usually him poking and prodding. Now, when I say we need to find that scalpel is because he likes to mess with humans from time to time. That scalpel has otherworldly properties and anybody who gets a hold of that thing they're. Wrath and their anger becomes amplified to an uncontrollable level, which under normal circumstances wouldn't be anything to be too worried about. But it's the additional properties that come with it. Meaning, so are you familiar with the old story, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde? The,
2: the British tale.
0: Yes, correct. Goldstar from Miles.
2: Yeah, that was it was a children's book. What about
0: it? So that scalpel has the same effect. Once your wrath and anger have been amplified, it has the additional side effect of turning you into a hulky monster. And that scalpel requires you to feed it and to feed upon your wrath until you have adequately satiate your thirst for vengeance or anger or things of that nature
2: so how do we handle
0: well i mean just like anything you have to physically touch the thing but if you touch it with say a glove or even a handkerchief or something. As long as you're not physically touching it with your fingers, the scalpel doesn't have an effect. When you physically touch it is when it goes into your system, digs at your heart to find what it the hatred that you have in it and amplifies it to a whole nother level.
2: I don't like where this is going. <laughs> You're not,
0: because we need to find that scalpel. And based on everything that has happened so far, it seems that. Somebody has been out on a rampage as of late. Which means we're probably going to fight. This hulky monster, whoever it might be. Uh,
3: DM. Yes. Uh, we can't hear. We can't hear this, can we? Only uh, Miles can hear
2: it. No, I was about to say I want to relay all the information I just heard to everyone. Wow. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I, Yeah, I assume that. Again, I should have verbally stated this, but I'm assuming that this conversation, Miles is relaying all this information to you, so you guys are getting this information as Miles is getting it too. So, yeah. Yeah, um that's the... surprisingly, that's the... that's the good news.
2: Oh, that's the good news?
0: Yeah. I don't know if you're ready to handle the bad news.
2: Just hit, it. hit me with it.
0: So here's the problem. Once the scalpel finds a host, that scalpel is not going to go quietly, and the only way to get it away from said person is you need to either physically. Well, I want to say it's actually easy to get the scalpel. You just need to take it away from the person. The problem is, is, is that they're holding it. They're in the hulky monster form, which means that you need to either pry. scalpel out of the hand for the person to revert back to normal or if that's impossible because you know big monster and all you're gonna need to find a way to sever the hand
2: so on top of everything you just told me we have to dismember a hulk Yeah, I'm getting really close to this money
0: ain't worth it. Well, Miles, I would tend to agree with the situation because my brother is no slouch, but the fact that you already took this on, I feel like you're too far into the game to quit now. Sadly. But yeah, so that's that. It seems my. Whoever my brother has chose for his host is out there wrecking havoc, so to speak.
2: And we just have to be causing the crossfire. I love it. Uh,
1: Mr. Course. Remington.
3: Yes, Mr. Skinner?
1: After hearing all this lovely, lovely descriptions of uh, hulking muscly monsters, uh, can I borrow that K-bar just for a little bit?
3: Uh, certainly. And I hand him the K-bar, same way and as I handed it to uh, Miles.
1: And Hank's gonna uh, start taking out his spare ammo and start uh, cutting notches in the fronts of the bullets in an X pattern.
0: Oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> He's going
1: to make homemade hollow points. And. In Deadlands that's called dum dumb rounds. Yep, <laughs> dum dumb rounds. <laughs> it's it's an actual thing. I, I did my homework on this game.
0: Listen, like I'm glad you did, and I'm here for it. I love I love when players like actually read through the materials.
1: <laughs> what that say? But, um, but yeah, dum dum rounds. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do at least six dum dumb rounds. Cool
3: cool.
0: So Antelope kind of finishes in your head, Miles, it's just like, I mean, we didn't find the scalpel, but at least we found the tag. Hmm. I wonder. So actually, I need Hank. Well, Hank's busy at the moment, actually. So I need Chris and I need Gary. I need you to roll me a notice roll, please.
3: A notice roll. Mm hmm. <laughs> Damn it. I got a five. That's a three. Damn. I got a five.
0: Cool. Alrighty. So. I mean, Gary, you're just just like, what the fuck is going on? Chris, you <laughs> notice that as everyone's like as Hank's doing the dummy, the dumb, dumb rounds and everybody else is kind of like occupied with other things at the moment, You kind of survey the room a little bit. And at first glance, you are confused as what you see. But. And you think you're imagining things, but off into a dark corner of the room, You see something kind of sticking out in the light of your flashlight from underneath one of the boxes. And as you go up to investigate it a little bit further, you find a bloody pair of latex gloves kind of just tucked underneath the box. And these gloves look to be somewhat fresh.
3: Uh excuse me, gentlemen. Shoot. There's a pair of it's over here. Let's take gloves. They look like they haven't been here all that long. Uh, DM about how long would I say that uh, these gloves have been sitting here
0: well I mean the blood on them has dried a little bit but they are still a little sticky so I would say no more than probably like five six hours maybe
3: okay I was thinking about six or seven hours but okay but uh now I'm no forensic scientist but uh I'd say five, six hours, maybe seven on the outside.
2: Okay, so what's your take on it? We obviously know what the heads and the hands and the, the, spot, the, the dismemberments from it. So he's making these as I kind of point to the charred remains of whatever it was again.
3: All I know is that these gloves are quite fresh and I'm sure there's one per- person who would know if anyone else came into this building and that would be the guard outside.
1: Could be the God himself. Uh, oh,
2: I don't like where this is all going. We may have already met
1: Ulysses.
3: It is possible. I think we need to have a, a word with the. With a guard out front.
1: If he's still there.
3: Oh, he better be. Mm-hmm.
2: How else would they would have known that someone was down in the evidence room looking around?
1: That's a good point. Well, all still, I'm... Everyone, uh, <coughs> would you like to head up? rather not stay down here in the dark room.
2: Uh, I could like some fresh air, because right as he goes, I said that he covers his mouth and runs over to the corner and just empties his breakfast onto the floor. Oh no, breakfast.
3: Damn. Poor Miles. (laughs) But yeah, I would like to start heading on heading on up, because for certain that guard had to have heard at least two very loud
2: <laughs> <laughs> this the old, old man oh, shuffled into the
1: old precinct and he's barely inside the door. <laughs> what was that?
0: <laughs> you know what? That's exactly what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh so, at moving on up. So as the four of you make your way back upstairs, you start heading up the stairs. You turn the corner. And. <laughs> you four up the stairs. And the guard is there and you just see him It's just like, oh, I, I heard something downstairs. Uh, what was all that commotion?
1: There's the name Ulysses, ringing the
0: bells. Uh, I don't think I know a Ulysses, um, no, I, I, I can't say I do. Mm-hmm.
2: What
1: is the- Do
3: you know of anybody else that might have came into this building?
1: the most like uh, an insight notice
0: (laughs) yeah notice would probably be the best one
1: i don't think i'm skilled at notice i remember right i is
3: i've got something notice anyways
1: Uh, that is a three minus two is one i got a five (laughs)
3: Cool. I got an eight. Okay. So
0: Hank, you're just like, this sweet old man, this sweet old man doesn't can't do anything wrong in your eyes.
2: <laughs> he can do no wrong. No
0: <laughs> so Miles and Chris. Yeah, as you look on and as he's this, is, this officer says he doesn't know at Ulysses. You could tell that he is actually being truthful. Like, from your years of being a PI, Chris, and you breeding people for a living, Miles, yeah, he doesn't seem to know anything about Ulysses or even heard of the name, so he's telling the truth.
2: because leaving leading us. Um. Oh, man. How unfortunate it is to meet you in this circumstance again. What? Did you see anyone come in that was out of sorts like me? Doesn't look like they belong. Hmm. Well...
0: Hmm... I mean, there was you for today, then... Um, ooh, let me think... There was you for today, then... Nobody yesterday... No, wait... I. No, I do remember... There was, a, what's his name? There was a doctor that came in here earlier, said he needed to grab some things from uh, the evidence locker. He said he was helping the police move the stuff.
2: That's doctor who? Uh,
0: what's his name? Does he work in the mall? No, it's not Dr. Carla. I would. Listen, I might be old, but I reckon that Frenchman is hard to miss. No, it was another doctor. What's his name? Doctor. ah, His name was Dr. Robert Dyerson. Why do I know that name? I know that name because Uh, yeah, he said he was helping the police with some sort of case. In fact, he was the doctor at this scene of the crime with the initial, like, everything that went on. Oh. Yeah, Dr. Robert Dyson is, he came in helping the police move their stuff. Uh, uh, can you repeat the question, please?
2: Have
0: we heard Dyson before? the name. Nope, the name doesn't ring a bell for any of the four of you. Well, actually, no. I take that back three out of the four if you don't remember that name Hank you do
1: <laughs> Oh
0: because oh <laughs> you recognize this name because uh, you know what and actually Gary you would know this too because Dr. Dyson Hank you would know Dr. Dyson he works as an actual surgeon now but you've heard the rumors that he started at the coroner's office and then he transitioned to surgeon. Gary, that name of Dr. Dyerson is familiar because it relates back to the previous murders that happened 20 years ago, because at that time, Dr. Dyerson was the coroner when all those were taking place. I had a
2: little bit but yeah, cool.
0: So, yeah, the two of you would know that the two of you know that name.
3: Sir, <laughs> hmm. so can you uh, possibly tell us about when Mr. Dyson uh, came through here? Hmm, let's see.
0: I mean, technically he came here yesterday, but yesterday is a relative term. It was a bit, it was a little dark. It got a little chilly, but uh, yeah, I would say he was here last night about uh, midnight, 2 a.m., so to speak. When you've been on the force as long as I have, you learn to take quick 15 power naps. They go a long ways for most of the time.
2: Huh? I think
3: you always slept on the job. Uh, I try. I kind of uh, lean over to Hank. And I just kind of wh- uh, kind of whisper to him saying, if he's been through here about around Two o'clock or so—that would put him about the right time that those gloves showed up.
1: Mm-hmm. Indeed.
3: So I think we need to pay this Mister Dyson a visit if we can.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and I. Retail all the info that I know about this, Dr. Dyson, to the group.
0: OK, so you relay the information that he was a coroner, now is a surgeon, and you also relay to them that he's become one of the prominent leading surgeons at St. Helena's, uh, which is one of the bigger hospitals here in New Orleans. So I'm assuming y'all are going to pay him a nice little visit. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Alrighty. So, I mean, St. Helena's is a bit of a long ways, so unless y'all gonna walk there, you're probably going to want to find some transportation. Now, I I will say because of the time period, there are trolley cars. Or if you were to go back to the tombstone, you could possibly see if, uh, Mr. Braddock has a car for y'all, so.
3: (laughs) Um, time being of the essence, um, I, I think the trolley would be the best bet.
0: So y'all hop on the trolley and, you know, you guys kind of just. Thank goodness, like. It's a marvelous wonder that automobiles and transportation, are a thing. And so as you kind of just sit on the trolley, you get. It takes the route to St. Helena's and you get to see a little bit of the city. You, this is really the first real moment y'all had to take a breather since starting this case and you kind of it's still midday. It's towards the late afternoon, early evening, I'll say like around eh, three or four o'clock. And as you're kind of like viewing in the sites, you see the you see a lot of the blue collar workers as well as the store owners begin to start winding down with their last customers as it's getting close to dinner time. You see children hopping on and off the trolley as they're returning home from school, all those kinds of things and kind of get a more bigger picture of the citizens of New Orleans. And before you know it, you guys make your exit from the trolley and in standing in front of you is St. Helena's. So St. Helena's, like I said, is one of the bigger hospitals of New Orleans. And in fact, it's one of the main ones. Now it is large, it is about five stories tall. And while it doesn't look too big, you could tell that width wise. It doesn't look too much, but you all know that going deeper into the hospital, there's multiple rooms and things like that. So as you make your way inside, you find a uh, receptionist and she kind of looks at all four of you. It's like, welcome to St. Helena's. How can I help you?
1: Oh uh, yes, is uh Doctor and I'm gonna butcher. I'm not even gonna attempt to say that name. Uh, uh Mikey, how do I say that name again? Dyerson. Dyerson. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Is Doctor Dyerson in today?
0: Why, certainly, sweetie. He's definitely in. Do you have an appointment? Just a personal visit? What?
1: What can I help you? uh flash the detective badge is like I we need to ask him some questions
0: oh are you here about those murders
1: uh just ask uh, just some professional consultation
0: oh okay you're here for a consultation and she kind of takes a look around and just gets a peek your frontal and your back is like oh yeah you know don't worry, sweetheart, it's not just for the women's, but, you know, everybody can use a little more cushion for the pushing, if you know what that means.
1: What? No. Oh, uh, hmm. No, uh... we're not supposed yes, to talk yes, about yes, ongoing yes. investigations. But, That's
2: exactly oh. what he's here for.
0: <laughs> OK, so because Miles spoke up, Miles, give me a persuasion, please. <laughs>
2: Hold on. I know I have a in it. Just turn
1: the light I wouldn't have this go any other way. Exploded. Exploded. Uh, ten.
0: <laughs> so the perception is just like. She kind of leans over to you, Hank, and is just like, Don't worry, love. Everybody does it. It's not that uncommon now. And she looks at you, Miles. It's like, mm. So I see. Oh, okay. I get you now. It's like, Don't worry, honey. you safe. Your secret's safe with me. As she kind of oh. winks at both of you. Come on,
2: sweetheart. Let's go. <laughs>
0: So she kind of just like, she kind of takes off the little phone. It's just like, Dr. Dyson, you have a couple of visitors coming to see you. They want to talk to you about some stuff. And then you also have a consultation. But uh, we have a case 42 on our hands. So let's make sure that discretion is advised. And just over the phone, you can hear the voices like, well, certainly send them in, please. Dr. Diatin will see you on. He's on the third floor. You go to, after exiting the stairwell. T- go down the hallway. Pass he's in office four oh uh, he's on office three oh four. You can't miss it. It has his name on it and everything's alrighty then. Before I forget, here's your badges so nobody stops us. And uh, yeah, have a good day. And I'll see you later, sweeties. Thank you, love. Ooh, if you wasn't taken, I might be a a little fun later, but you kids go have fun. As she goes back to kind of like writing and organizing her stuff. Let's move. Uh, this is great. All right. So you guys make your way upstairs and you ent- exit off the third floor where following the directions from the receptionist, you find your way to Dr. Dyerson's office. And as you knock on the door from behind the door, it says, ah, come in. Open the door. Standing in front of you is a taller gentleman. He uh he is uh, kind of brown hair, uh nicely built a little bit, looks to be about in his early 30s or so. Uh he has some glasses kind of on his face with his stethoscope around his neck, kind of like the traditional like doctor getup you're used to seeing. And as he turns around at sound of you guys entering the office, it's like Ah, huh, it seems my consultation, and don't worry, discretion is a big thing here, so your secret's safe with me, hon.
2: Well, thank you, Doctor. We have a couple things that we'd like to ask before going into all this.
0: Why, most certainly. But the receptionist also said you had some questions for me as, as to what manner of questions do uh, you asking? Ah, uh, yes. Um
2: well is the door shut?
0: Uh, I'll say you guys shut the door
2: um, just just in case I'm gonna put my one hand behind my back as trying to be presenting but keeping my one hand kind of I don't trust doctor um, and I'm going to ignite a purple flame in my hand just, just faintly Something. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but just oh, we're just curious about a couple things. Uh, one would be um, a scalpel. How sharp are they?
0: Uh, well, I mean, scalpels are used to. Mostly during surgeries to cut open patients and things like that, so I mean, they can get dull over time, but they are sharp enough to cut through layers of human skin, so they I would say they're pretty sharp. Why do you ask? Well,
2: I was just curious because I I don't want any scars or anything shown. Uh, I was just curious as to like. Does it cut through very cleanly and there's no scarring, or is there going to be minor scarring that we'll have to hide somehow? Like if I if I wanted, say I wanted to say we had an amputee, um, what what would uh like, how much damage would it be to go through someone's hand or leg? Like, remove
0: said item. Well, I mean, it would just depend. If somebody was getting amputated, for example, it would would just depend on the surgeon or anybody in our profession. Because every surgeon and every doctor has their own skill set of how good they are with surgical tools and then as far as the scarring goes um, it just depends on the individual some people heal better than others usually if you do get surgery you want to get it younger because uh, as we're learning you tend to heal better with those kinds of procedures than if you were a little bit older but uh i must say though i'm i'm a little confused as with this line of questioning
2: oh i was just i'm just curious because you know i'm i've I've never i've always wondered about the surgical life and never really never really got any information about it so i'm just curious about it all that's all um I'm sorry to distract you with all that. I was just, you know, it's just like first time getting to talk to an actual surgeon with I hear many, many years of experience. So I was just, I was just curious.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm always happy to help. Now, I you had some questions for me about some other things. Um, I'm sure that's not all you wanted to know.
1: No, no, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Um, I'm trying to think. Tony Lazuto says hello when you pull out your gun. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, anyways, I started blasting. So, anyways, we started blasting.
0: Oh shit! Be <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Um,
3: I do have a question. Uh just for like aesthetics or whatever this is during like post prohibition right so at this time people were allowed to smoke indoors even in hospitals right oh yeah oh yeah in that case uh chris is sparking one up
2: no no Uh, of course not that's not be the only thing we ask you um a friend of mine, no, he, um, he got some surgery, and I, I was really curious because, like, I saw his his was done, and like, he, he really had minor scarring. His name was Ulysses, by the way.
0: <laughs> Is that what you actually say?
2: Yeah, because uh, I'm trying to trying to trying to get a reaction out of him.
0: Okay, so. I need all four of you to
3: roll me a notice roll, please.
1: No, you don't. You absolutely or don't. For a split
3: second there. No, I was scared to death. I thought you were going to say roll initiative. <laughs> <No fun>
1: times. <laughs> one times.
3: Negative
1: one. Okay.
0: So we got a negative one to four.
1: Five Damn. minus two is three.
0: Okay. And then Chris. <laughs> 11. Damn. Okay. So Chris, Chris is on a roll the- today. Yeah, he is. Some. Listen. It's good okay, now, but <laughs>
2: <enough>. <laughs> oof,
0: baby. All right. So for some reason, Gary and Hank, like, don't notice this. They're just like, taking it back. They're like, ooh, pretty office. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but Chris and Miles, you two notice that at the mention of Ulysses, though it is f- for a brief moment, you see behind Dr. Dyson's brown eyes, you see them shift to a like blood red. At least the iris is a blood red before going back to normal. And then oh. Dr. Dyerson says, I don't. Ulysses, who's that?
2: Oh, he's just a good, good friend of mine. Uh, he had this one surgery, and then as I say that, I went because of what I saw. Um, I'm going to launch a bolt at him.
1: Oh, we're doing this. Oh, Miles <laughs> oh, woke okay. up and
3: chose violence.
1: <laughs> I did.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: We're doing this.
0: Okay, so you. I'm not going to make you roll. I'm going to say that you fire it. And it hits him and it does catch his coat on fire, and he just throws the coat. And kind of stamps it out and he turns to you specifically, Miles and is just like. That is my only that is the second coat. That's the second coat I went through this week. Do you have any idea? And you just start to see the eyes become red how much it costs to replace those and he's gripping his the the corner of his desk and as he's telling you this he clenches his hand and the 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 corner of the desk just completely snaps like like it's made of paper and it's just like wood chunks fall out of his hand and he begins to breathe heavily
2: well boys i believe we found our hope
1: He's pulling out his revolver.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay,
1: so as the. (laughs) Oh,
0: my goodness. So as the four of you are doing this. Use. Well, actually, Miles, you hear this in your head. It's like, Miles, I don't think that was a smart idea to do. And then before you get a chance to answer all four of you collectively hear this in the back of your heads, it's like. My brother is right, it wasn't a very smart move of you to attack my host, but uh, I will give you points for credit, but Antelok, I don't think that you had, it was a very smart move picking somebody who uh, was act first, questions later type of person, but we were fated to fight anyway, so let's get this show On the road, shall we? And then all four of you collectively hear it's just like, drava, and in front of you, you just see Doctor Dyerson. Like literally, it's like the Incredible Hulk scenario is happening. Like you just slowly see his muscles. Well, first you hear the crack, and of and the sound of like bones cracking, tendons being torn apart and reshaping themselves, like muscles being pulled apart, all kinds of things. And then you just see Dr. Dyerson like c- his muscles and body expand like a la Hulk status and he-, he keeps growing and growing and growing until he stands like a good like eight feet in- like ab- above you guys. And you just see his skin begin to be covered in like these red markings which are the same ones as the ones that you saw miles with the help of Antelock of these alchemic symbols, and you just see his teeth begin to kind of just sharpen and become more jagged and, and just with the loud of its little, you just hear in all four of your heads, it's just like, it's now, more
1: man.
0: Than time. We, <laughs> it's like, shall we dance? And with that, boys and girls, is where we're going to end this series of recordings off. So when we come uh-huh. back next time, we're going to jump straight into this fight. So this is going to be a good one. Oh boy, but until then, yeah. from from everybody here at the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions, we would like to thank you for listening to a couple of episodes of <laughs> Red Harvest. So until next time, remember, take care of yourselves, love one another. And as always, let the good times roll. See you later.